with the camo Padres jersey too. Jeez. Had to pull that out. Came correct today. Who's on the back of that? Brian Giles. You look like a Let's Go guy. Okay. Well, that's that. I was not expecting. No, I got multiple of these. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story? That's what we're here for. Stories, banter, (laughs) banter with me. So, my dad got really close with the lady that actually did all the Oriole last names. For the the seamstress, right? Well, yeah, for the for the for the Baltimore Orioles, and my dad would buy blank jerseys and send her the jerseys, and she would do them for us. Wow. Yeah, for like my dad would send a hundred bucks, and he'd send like four or five jerseys, and she'd do them all however we wanted. That that is such a baseball guy move. That oh, that might be the the most all time baseball guy move. Oh my god! It's it, not it, so much that it is like the custom name on the back. It's that you're getting the person who does it for the team to put. Yes, it. that's what makes it a baseball guy move. <laughs> Brian McCarl Senior. What a you know, class oh, act. I got, I got multiple <laughs> stories like that. I got I got another one where uh Mitchell and Ness actually reached out to my dad somehow he got really close with Mitchell and Ness which they make like uh you know classic jerseys and they actually they actually asked him to go into the hall of fame and take a bunch of photos of an Astros jersey and they to reproduce for Mitchell Let me ask and you Ness. this yeah? is it the Colt 45 Astros jersey yeah See, yeah, look, Peanut knows a thing or two as well. And fit in well. He's he took a bunch of photos. I mean, he was in front of the glass for like 20 minutes, he said. <laughs> and at the end of it, he developed all the photos, sent them to Mitchell and Ness, and in return they sent him an Astro jersey for it. No way. Yeah. See, I through the underground jersey game, I've been looking at the Colt 45 one for a long time. But oh, yeah. I can't I can't really it is an awesome jersey, but I'm like, do I need an Astros jersey? Probably not. But I do like the jersey quite a bit. It's oh, a yeah. I mean, the jersey itself is pretty slick. So. If you could put one Astro on the back of the Colt 45 jersey, who would it be? Oh, an in Astro all of, in all of In all of history of the Astros. All of history of baseball or all of history of the Astros? Well, you'd want, wouldn't you put an Astro on the back? <laughs> what are you <laughs> going to put? Ryan. No one Ryan. Okay. I think I go, and I'm not, you know, this is another reason why I haven't done it is like I'm not as sold on it, but I did enjoy watching him play, and that was Craig Biggio. All time great. I actually went to, uh, great player. I don't know if I went to his Hall of Fame. I may have. Is it's it possible. Different? It's possible. Been around the block. <laughs> Been around the block. I have. <laughs> but welcome officially. <laughs> Sports banter audience, look. Once we get going, we get going. Oh yeah, I don't. It, we're a train, and that cannot stop. There's of no course. emergency break. We just go. Welcome <laughs> to season two, episode fifteen of Sports Banter with Mr. Peanut and the Polar Bear, of course. And the Polar Bear back in action, 
a conversation about seamstresses, custom jerseys, Colt 45, two zigzags is important because today <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the all-time baseball draft, which if you don't know Polar Bear by now, he's a big history of sports buff and no history greater than the game of baseball. Is that correct? I would say I'm not the best, but I definitely want to, I want to be, no, able but to- it's, it's your art. You know what I mean? Like, you if, like you were, if you were an artist, you'd be old school baseball. Like that's oh. your, that's your niche. <laughs> oh yeah. So how we're going to do it at the new guys, but I'm, I'm right. The old guys are where I'm at. So we're going to kind of draft by position. Uh, we're also doing starting pitcher, closer and DH and then the starting lineup. And then, you cannot pick the same person as the other guy, and we're just going to see where this conversation goes. But let's start. I'm going to allow you the first pick since uh, this is your idea. All right. And let's just go. We're going to go straight down the line. So catcher, first base, second base, on and on and on. And I'll just announce it, I guess. But do you want to, like, you? so you have the first pick and catcher, and then I'll have the first pick on first base, and then kind yeah. of – yeah, so then my second pick would be yeah. Let, let's go that way. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm <That> super, <laughs> I'm super excited. I'm very uh, curious. So first round draft. I mean, my number one pick essentially overall for uh, my team at catcher would be Ivan Rodriguez, who played with the Rangers. Pudge, if you will. Um, I was thinking that. Oh. I also went to his, again, I went to his Hall of Fame, so I got to see him get inducted to the Hall of Fame, but he is... uh, Your boys. (laughs) Yeah, we're boys, but the reason I picked him was, one, because my dad, when I was, like, you know, younger, when he was playing with the Rangers, uh, he, my dad just was like, hey, this is one of the all-time great catchers in baseball, and just watching him, I mean, a lot of people consider him like the first Yachty or Molina, a lot of people will ref, like when they think of Yachty, they think of Pudge. And so again, him at catcher, I mean, he's a great hitter, fielder. He knew how to direct a game. He was also a fearless guy behind the plate. I mean, I just that was easy. <laughs> that was easy. I'm I'm actually surprised that I didn't. He was. Uh... Like when he started playing video games growing up, he was always the guy that I wanted at my catcher because he was Pudge and he was like, he had a very long career. And like you said, could manage a game intensity, could hit, which a lot of oh, catchers yeah. can't these days, i.e. Austin Hedges, wherever you are, can't, <laughs> can't hit shit. Um, I like that pick a lot, which kind of messes up my pick because there was another side of me when I'm researching the catchers where I'm like, yeah, there's better catchers out there, but what does it mean to me? Yeah, you know, like you got to give credit to Johnny Bench, absolutely one of yeah. the all-time greats. But what does he mean to me? Like I never saw the guy play, Yogi and Bear, that's kind of uh, how my draft developed. Is it biased? Yes, it is. But it is what it is. You know, I'm not discrediting Johnny Bench, but no. you know, that's for like my dad to say that's the best catcher ever. That's yeah. not my. That's not my position. So thought about it and i went and this you know this is it could easily be argued but i went with how i've you know putting together this team i also wanted to be a team that had a little attitude you know what i mean a little 
grit to it. So I picked Yair Molina. Oh, that's <laughs> very the same type of catcher. Yes. I mean, um, you know, he's still playing, which recency bias, whatever. But I think when it's all said and done, the way uh, he's played his entire career is going to go down as, you know, a lot of catchers probably don't make it to the number of years he's played, the number of games he's catched. Um, you know, the respect he has amongst baseball itself. And then stat-wise, I mean, I don't think it was anything crazy, but he's a guy, he's a winner. He's a guy on your team that's going to help you push toward the playoff. He has a few World Series rings to his name. Um, and I think it's something special when you can play for one team your entire career, and that's what he's done with the Cardinals. Um, and, you know, another huge part of being a catcher is understanding your pitcher and building that relationship with your pitcher. And I think every pitcher that's come through the Cardinals organization has complete and full trust in Yachty, and he develops that. And that's the kind of teammate he is. So more so than just stats alone, I think he holds a lot of intangibles that make him a great catcher. So that's that's my pick there. I love it. That's a great pick. I'm <laughs> when I get it, I mean, people are still even at you know, as he's gotten older in the in the game of baseball, people are still afraid to, you know, steal right. him. And absolutely and that shows how much respect he has in the game. And also I love that you brought up pitcher relationships he's a catcher that a lot of people a lot of you could have six different guys at the pitching rotation and Yachty's sitting behind the dish just no problem I, I can I can work with all six of these guys on any other day and feel comfortable where there's a lot of catchers that won't do that or can't do it because the pitcher is stuck with that catcher so it, it just yeah, I love that sweet love it okay moving to first base I'm going to completely flip what I just said about catcher and how, you know, Johnny mentions to me that much to me and go with one of the all time, all time greats. I think this is a kind of guy where if, even if you don't watch baseball and know about baseball, you've heard the name somewhere. We're talking all time New York Yankee here. Ah. <laughs> the luckiest man in the, in the world, Lou Gehrig. Um, like, you want to have a, a field day look up his stats incredible player um pretty sure he like he has one of the longest streaks of playing consecutively as well which i get it's like early 1900s whatever you still gotta do it still gotta lace him up so i love a guy that's built that way uh career 340 batting average like the hell who the hell does that oh so that God. pretty much right there i just stopped there and was like i there's a reason he's a legend amongst, uh, you know, baseball people. And uh, I'm just going to stick with the all-time great, <laughs> Lou Gehrig. Uh, well, you took my first baseman. That's right. <laughs> great. I, could, I knew you were a Gehrig guy. <laughs> great, great, great selection. Um, but, you know, I, I came loaded with my, with my second first baseman, um, which is Stan Musial. Again, another Cardinals guy. We've talked about Cardinals guys. Again, I'm, you know, the history of the game there is with me. I mean, the guy is just an all-time great player. I mean, I'm pretty sure he had batting average of high 300s. I mean, I I would say probably close to, I don't know, 500 RBIs. I mean, 
Stan Musial was what my dad taught me about first base, along with Lou Gehrig and, you know, you know, many other guys. It's just he, again, you can't, you can't not put him into the conversation. So that's where I'm at with first base was the Stan Musial. Yeah, no, I mean, again, another, another all-time great. We didn't get a chance to see, but you know of his greatness. Um, you know, he's very high ranked amongst the greatest of all time. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. At first base is a loaded position, too. So he could have gone a lot of different ways. Oh, but yeah. And I, I like our picks there. Me, too. And, and yeah, I just had to – just we'll keep going. You can't, you can't not pick Lou Gehrig. Like, I, if there's, no, no, if there's no, two not. selections, I absolutely have to pick Lou Gehrig. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love that. I'm just saying, like, my first base – you said it was stacked. I had – like four or five guys listed out and two of those guys were in my dh so well that's another part of it too is you could exactly you could push them around a little bit yeah, yeah. i love my dh can't wait to get there oh i <laughs> I, I am i am really shopping at the bit oh yeah uh all right. all right so we're going into second base that's correct yep i am going with again i my picks are going to be a lot of guys that we may have not seen, but just their, you know, how I was brought up and learning baseball were the guys that I needed to know about from essentially, especially my dad. Um, and that is Joe Morgan who played with the uh, Cincinnati Reds. And he was just a guy that, I mean, if you talk about second baseman in baseball history and just fantasies, he's a guy that everybody wants there. I mean, I wrote down just a quick, like, jots of 268 home runs, 1,100 RBIs, 2,500 hits. I mean, he has an offensive war of over 100. It, it, I mean, his statistics speak for himself. He's also a player that just was able to do it. Again, while I was doing this, I was watching videos of guys playing, you know, just watching him play that position. Again, different era, to, era of baseball, but Joe Morgan is my second baseman. Joe Morgan's a great pick. Uh, look, this isn't a draft where it's going to be like, oh, it's a bad pick. There's too, there's too many great baseball players to be that way. I agree. Um, but Joe Morgan, when baseball tonight was a thing. I love watching just to hear Joe Morgan talk. The rest of them, Harold Reynolds for – yeah, Harold Reynolds. Harold, yep. Reynolds? Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, he was he was okay. Like he was kind of entertaining, but Joe Morgan, you know, I don't know. He has that mystique about him. So I always liked watching him uh, you know, commentate the games. Oh yeah. I love my second baseman. Love him because he's a mogul. He's a mogul inside and outside of baseball. Uh he has a day dedicated to himself. Oh. <laughs> the day where everyone wears the same number. Oh, yeah. You know baseball. You know what I'm talking about, baby. I'm talking Jackie Robinson. The GOAT. <laughs> and Great credit pick. to me for drafting the Dodger. Brooklyn Dodger, whatever. It doesn't matter. I did, you know, credit to me. Deep. But, <laughs> but, I mean, you don't really have to explain the impact Jackie no. Robinson had on baseball. It's never-ending. It's infinite. Um, and... I love the movie 42 as well. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's on HBO. Um, I'm sure it catches somewhat of what he had to go through, but um, it's always interesting to just kind of dive into those old movies where the, 
the bases, or you know, nineteen whatever, early nineteen hundreds. Um, you know, being the first African American player in the in the league and everything you have to face, incredible. So, and then you have a just an incredible career on top of having to deal with all that shit. It's, oh yeah. I mean, that's why he's still celebrated today and will be celebrated forever. And I'm happy to have him as my second baseman on my team. <laughs> he was, he was there, but you know, he his. It, I'll be. I'll say this: the reason I didn't pick Jackie Robinson was because of exactly what you said. His impact on the game is just it. it, it lost for words, if you will. I mean, you could. There, there's just an a. It's so long of what he's done. It. Yeah, I mean. He, so you said you didn't draft him because out of respect? Is that what yeah, I, okay. I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't draft him mainly because of his overall impact. I mean, every player that we're going over has done that, but his his long lasting effect on the made on MLB baseball and the fact that he has a day to himself. I mean, we retire his jersey is retired throughout the whole MLB. I mean, it's just it's exceptional. Exceptional. Great. Exceptional great pick um honorable mention i think you like this one rod carew oh yeah great totally. that was my honorable mention um okay moving on to shortstop my selection <sighs> you're gonna really really like it but you're gonna dislike that he's on my team tonight. <laughs> we're talking i want to kind of slide into it where you don't know who i'm talking about but <laughs> no, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm like I, I have my it's tough. but it's tough i feel like a lot of people our age might consider him a third baseman but if you know baseball oh, you know you know what? shortstop the iron man like lou Gehrig. see my team's kind of forming an identity we got Gehrig on first <laughs> jackie robinson in second now we got oh, cal ripkin jr at shortstop uh actually you probably get to see him play as well but that is one of the cooler like players that i can say i've seen play um, and it was during, you know, his, you got to the screen there. I guess, it was during his, uh, I believe he was breaking um, Gehrig's record of consecutive games played or whoever he, his, he was breaking the record of. Like, I was there for not the record-breaking day, but, like, the process of oh, wow. however many games he had played in a row. Yeah. That, in today's baseball game, doesn't exist anymore. I mean, even guys like uh, Manny Machado, who play a ton of games, will still get a few days off here or there. There's nobody that plays all of them. Oh, yeah. And, like, it makes sense why. I mean, there's so many games in a baseball season, you probably need one day at least to rest your limbs. But not Cal Ripken Jr., and that's the last of a dying breed of baseball players that is built different. And that's what I'm – I want guys who are built different on this team. Uh, <laughs> you, took my, you took my first pick but that's okay hey i'm i'm glad i figured you'd be a, a cow ripkin guy you're I'm an orioles a guy huge, huge i had to do it though guy. no that's a that's a shot to the heart <laughs> um but you know what i mean everything you said about cal ripkin i saw him numerous times growing up i've met him numerous times he is just he is when you have just the tops for representing the game of baseball he is in that list and i it's an exceptional pick it's a great pick i'm happy he's on your team 
it's bittersweet. He's not on mine, but you know what? I will flow into my second baseman, which was my second pick, and that is Ozzie Smith. Again, another Cardinal I'm picking. I mean, look at me. I'm sticking with Cardinal. Shortstop, right? Uh, uh, yeah, he's shortstop. Shortstop, okay. Yeah, Ozzie's in second base, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, so are we on second base? No, we're on shortstop. No, we're on shortstop. You said second base. You got it all. You got it all. <laughs> I say second base? Oh, I apologize. But I got Ozzie Smith, the wizard. I mean – Again, went to his Hall of Fame, was able to meet him. He's definitely – I mean, the guy does backflips. I, I mean, what more do you want? He had a <laughs> 62 batting average. I mean, he had over 2,500 hits, a plethora of home runs. I mean, the guy – I mean, the, the silver slugger, MVP, you know, golden glove winner. I mean, the guy is just – he's there. He's, again – when you talk about shortstops, he's definitely the guy that you want in that spot, you know, very close competitor to Cal Ripken in my eyes. And again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I got Ozzy. I got the wizard on my team. I think the thing that's underrated about Ozzy Smith is his uh, defensive presence. That dude was quick as hell. I mean, oh, the fact I that he could do backflips just shows the kind of athlete he was. Um, and he's got a, a million highlight reel plays at shortstop, and that's what you need from your starting short. He's got to be able to make those plays, the ones that yeah. you deem impossible, but you got to make the impossible possible when you're out there. Come on now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> All right. Jumping into third base, which this was, this was my second overall pick when I was going through this, and that is one of my – top five favorite baseball players of all time and that is direct relation from my dad but that is brooks robinson Ooh, i really thought you were gonna take mine no, i love the pick no brooks <laughs> robinson, uh oriole third baseman i mean the guy's nickname is the human vacuum and he is i i, I mean again i'm biased because it was my dad's favorite player it's my dad's nickname and it's my nickname, too, with all of my dad's friends. I'm Brooksy Jr. And <laughs> a lot of people don't know that. So if you didn't know, yeah. now you know. Um, I mean, I just – I can't – I can't – there's such an emotional connection to my first – my third base pick. It, it There was no other third baseman I was picking. And, you know, I, I've – again, another player I've met numerous times. I've talked to him. He's a guy – he's just – what I love about Brooks Robinson, because I've seen all of his film and stuff like that, is he is a blue-collar baseball player. He's a guy that just likes to work, very much like Lou Gehrig, Cal Ripken, all of our guys. But he himself is that guy. I mean, he cut his baseball helmet shorter because the shade from the baseball helmet was bothering the way he would hit. So, and he cut it with a saw, a hand saw. And he, right. he wore that in a World Series run season. And it just, again, wild. Brooks Robinson. <laughs> Brooks Robinson. See, what I was thinking as we're making these picks, I'm like, we're, we're picking very similar type guys. Of course. And then you said, like, the workhorse, the blue collar. That's who we, we're very similar minded. And, like, if you're building a team, you need guys that are willing to do the dirty work. Yeah. Brooks Robinson reminds me exactly of that. Okay, my third baseman. 
Philly's superstar, Philly's goat, Mike Schmidt. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I don't honestly, I don't know too much about Mike Schmidt, but I do know he's a Hall of Famer, and we share the same birthday. So I have always, since a oh, young kid, known cool. that I shared this birthday with the superstar baseball player, happened to be Mike Schmidt. So one day, me and Mike are going to get a beer together on our birthday, and we're just going to talk baseball. We're just going to talk puck. And uh, I'm sure he's got a lot to say. <laughs> I mean, he's that's a great, great he's a phenomenal player. I mean, just the amount of awards that guy has won at that position, I mean – he is literally I'll I I will honestly say this he is a better third baseman than Brooks Robinson and that's I mean I took Brooks as my pick that's an emotional pick but just based off of the way that Mike Schmidt excuse me Schmidt played in the majors I mean that guy is on Mount Olympus for third baseman that's a great great pick Beloved by the city of Philly, which yeah. again I feel like is a special breed of athlete. You gotta be, you have to be a certain guy to be beloved by the city of Philadelphia. So I agree with that. The fact that he is and uh, still is, that's why I gotta have a guy like that on my team. A tough city, tough guy. Great pick. Now we're gonna get a little more modern. Left field. This <laughs> might cause some controversy. I don't care. <laughs> it's okay. I'm I'm ready because. This guy was the most feared hitter, maybe ever. But during his absolute peak, we're talking intentional walks with the bases loaded. We're talking doesn't matter where you pitch it. I'm going to smoke it in the bay. That's right. I'm doing it. Barry Bonds. <laughs> One of the greatest. And look, steroids, whatever. That's a whole conversation. That's but in, if, in terms of. Let's say no one ever knew about steroids and you just watched baseball. That guy was incredible. Yeah. One of the fastest bats. Fastest bat in the West. <laughs> um, I mean, the year that he hit 73 home runs. Granted, might have, might have had a little help, but he still got hit the damn ball. And that dude was hitting the ball like nobody's business. Never seen just the fear that a pitcher would have against Barry Bonds. And I, all the speculation aside, I'd say he was the best hitter of our upbringing by far. Like, I don't know if there's anybody even close to his level of statistics in terms of home runs, hits, hit the ball like a son of a bitch. I mean, that steroids aside, which, again, I always say this, steroids, the steroid era was a part of baseball. You cannot, you cannot argue that. It was a part of baseball. Let's set that aside. It just happened to be the best in that era. That's exactly. why I get some shit. Exactly. And I love the way that you put that, is if you didn't know anything about steroids in baseball, all you would see is stats. Barry Bonds is there. And, I mean, dude, the way he hits, the way he hit when he played, is the way that guys are hitting now based off of what he what he did. His trajectory, the way that he actually swings up on balls, exit velocity, all of that was in its infancy with Barry Bonds. And, and his impact on the game, whether that blemish is there or not, is immense. So that, I mean, great pick. I, I 
Great. Look at you. <laughs> My pick is I'm actually really, I really like this pick. Um, I'm just going to get straight to it. Ricky Henderson is my left fielder. Ricky Henderson. I mean, wow. most stolen bases, the guy, the guy just, again, another blue collar workhorse kind of guy, somebody that a lot of people feared when he was on base. I mean, you see that guy on base, you know, bases are being stolen. Also really cool. He played for Oakland, but got to play for the Padres. Uh, I think one or two seasons. And he's just a guy that I know his impact on baseball, but also very much like Barry Bonds, his impact on another team's thought process for a game. You had to, you had to, you had to account for him. And that's why I got him. At, I got him, got him there. I mean, my drive was the stolen bases, but also he was a great batter, great fielder, also a great baseball teammate. I mean, he's just Ricky Henderson, man. Love the pick. Huge difference maker. Actually played uh, when San Diego had the Sea Dogs in some minor league division. I went and saw him with my baseball team and got his autograph there. Wow. Didn't realize how, you know, like incredible that was at the time. Cool. I was just like, oh, yeah. That's really cool. Signed my ship. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also loved his personality. No, yeah. You know, talking in first person and, uh, you know, being himself. Ricky does this. Ricky does that. Um, he'll be remembered for a lot of things and but number one will be of course steal or the stolen base record and then taking the, the base out of the uh the deal and taking the base i love that it's like yeah, so this is me. i mean like, i know you guys got 600 of them this one's me <laughs> so i love the pick all right jumping into center field and this one was don't you do it this one i mean <laughs> Dude, this was a long list. This was a long list. This for me took, I'll be honest, like two hours to finally pick because I was sitting on, okay, well, I like this. I like that. Okay, what about this? So mine is a little bit, it's 50-50 of emotional and also just his impact on the game, and that's Mickey Mantle. Don't worry. I, I think I know what, honestly, I think I know what your pick is because right. it was probably where I was going as well. Okay. But the reason I picked Mickey Mantle was just, I mean, the guy, you cannot talk about an outfielder position without his name being involved. And I'll be honest, I think the outfield position, just based off of, you know, my thought process and history of baseball, the outfield is stacked. And the reason I say that is because a lot of outfielders are your sluggers in hitting. And that is a huge huge benefit for when you want to talk about statistics getting into the hall of fame things like that so with mickey he is you can't talk about baseball without talking about mickey Mantle. number seven is known worldwide generationally i mean it just this guy's impact is immense and you know my again Dad being from Cooperstown, he's got stories about Mickey Mantle, meeting Mrs. Mantle. I mean, it's just, it's just, he's almost a part of the family at this. And to a lot of people for baseball, he is. And that's why I picked him. I, I mean, I absolutely love the pick. And here's why. There's some names in baseball that they, you don't have to explain stats or anything about them. Yeah. They, they do have the stats, but they just, they represent 
like the history of baseball and like yes. the game itself. Like if you just hear Mickey Mantle, like you know someone's talking about old school baseball. Like not everybody who played in that era has a name like that. Like it's yeah, just exactly. it's very much like Lou Gehrig or Joe DiMaggio. It just has a lot of power to its name. So yes, wait, we didn't get to see him play. Don't know how he played really, but like the stats back it up. But the power of the name yeah. says a lot. And that yeah. the fact that it can still exist in a, a conversation between two 28 year olds in 2022 when the guy played, you know, what, like 100 years ago? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that says a lot. It does. So, I mean, like I said, it's, you don't even have to defend the pick. It's just, it is Mickey Mantle and it makes sense. And that's that. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. So, yeah, I'm going to go complete opposite. But I, I want to know who you think I was going to pick. Well, I was thinking you were going to pick uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is the pick. And I'll tell you why. Oh, oh lay it down because he was – go. I love this. <laughs> the tra- so, there's a lot of levels to this. But as a kid growing up and Ken Griffey Jr. was – Yes. You know, the rookie for the Mariners and just how he played the game and he was different than, you know, 99% of everybody and, you know, the hat backwards and the kid and the whole brand. It made baseball cool. It made baseball something that you want to go play with your friends outside. Um, so just like the impact that he had on my childhood, our generation's yeah. childhood and even today, if you see somebody with a Ken Griffey Jr. jersey on, you're like, oh, that's sweet. Like, that is the kid. And then, you know, I used to play his Nintendo 64 video game. Oh, my gosh. And I get – and, you know, he got injured multiple times, which kind of took away from um, a little bit. He still had an amazing career, Hall of Famer. But, um, you know, like he could have been even better, which is crazy to think yeah. about. Um, but he's kind of – I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't want to give like Fernando Tatis this credit, but it's the same type of like hype around the guy. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's yeah. the bat flips and just like the way he played the game just made it look so fun. And he was so incredibly talented and young doing it, which makes it even, you know, when you're a kid, you think it's infinitely more possible if you see like a 21 year old guy just crushing it in the major leagues. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, emotional feel to that uh, Ken Griffey Jr. pick, but that name just carries something different. Like when I talk with uh, my brothers or my dad, it's like I'll always remember how he swung the bat, uh, the classic home run derby with the backwards hat. Like he was his own guy. He was cool before people knew what that cool looked like. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, that is a absolute amazing pick. Again, he was mine. 1A, essentially. And everything that you said, I mean, he was the guy that allowed us growing up to understand baseball is a sport that can be fun and you can act your own way and just act cool with it. I mean, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was the first contract nike had for baseball cleats and that is a generational athlete generational athlete that's the best way to put it so i love 
Yeah. So right now I got Barry Bonds and Ken Griffey Jr. hanging out. That'd probably be an interesting conversation. <laughs> so I got to get somebody nice in there in right field to kind of, you know, set the tone there you go. of togetherness, a leader, and a guy that will get on base. And a guy that played on that jersey that you're wearing. Oh, yeah. Mr. Padre, Tony <laughs> Gwynn, the GOAT. And it almost, like, do you realize how more, like how much more we would have appreciated Tony Gwynn if he was playing right now? Oh, my God. I mean. It's a completely, like, I was 10 years old. I was like, yeah, this guy gets hit every time he's up. That's great. Doesn't everybody? Oh, it's yeah. like, no. He's, it's just so different. Tony Gwynn, being a San Diego guy, San Diego State, um, then he came back and coached San Diego State even. Basketball, basketball player as well. There's so many incredible things you can say about Tony Gwynn. The type of person Tony Gwynn was set him apart. You know, like he was a tremendous athlete, but he was a better man. And I think that's a hard thing to do when you have all that fame and notoriety to just stay within yourself and be true to yourself. Um, and that's, I think that's a, a huge reason outside of the stats why he has a statue in uh, Peco Park. Um, you know, what left the world way too soon, but just an incredible guy who had an incredible talent and will forever be in Padres of War. I mean, he's the best, best player in franchise history. And that'll probably, like, that might be the case for a very, very long time. Um, so on the playing side, just an incredible player. And as a human side, just an incredible person. So what more do you want on a team? That is an absolute – I can't even – I mean, <laughs> that's a that's an amazing pick. You and I both had the exact same player listed at that position. I mean, it's just his – yeah, his impact on the game, but also for us as young Padre fans, he was the guy that we – we knew probably when we could start talking about Padres, we knew Tony Gwynn. And that name and number and his impact on the city of San Diego and us as fans will never be forgotten. And, you know, and just a, a quick note, like you're talking about his impact on the game as for fans. So during the Hall of Fame, they do a Hall of Fame golf tournament. And during his induction on the 18th hole, him and Cal Ripken both got out of their golf cart and walked the whole last hole and signed because you can you can stand next to the right. golf cart, signed everybody's autograph. Everyone that was there, they signed everything. And I mean, their last hole probably took them maybe three hours and they just signed. Right. I mean, it just shows you one, how much he was loved, but also how much he loved the fans. And uh, dude, I can't. We can make a whole podcast specifically about 100%. Tony Gwynn, and it wouldn't even hit the surface. Still wouldn't be enough. Yeah. No, no. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to come after that. That, <laughs> that was well, It's also, it's like a San Diego thing too, where yeah, like people, yeah. Yeah. People outside of the city, like, know he was a great player, but they don't understand like the impact he had on the community and like how, like I'm talking about, like you saying that story on the golf course. I mean, that's not one instance of him doing no. that. That's, you know, how many times did he sit in a, you know, coffee shop doing autographs for like eight hours and, you know, trying to make sure every kid gets an autograph. Um, that's just the type of guy he was. And that's why we love him. So that's great. PG-19. Um, 
so you know it's hard to follow that (laughs) but uh my right fielder which was again my second pick again another oriole um another gentleman that just knew how to play the position i mean he his statistics alone speak for this i mean 294 batting average i mean he's got i don't even know how many rbis but it is frank robinson for the orioles and i mean this guy Great i have down here like over 550 home runs i mean i'm i'm just rolling through that he's a guy that you know i when, love that thing yeah i mean he, he he you know he played he played all over the place in baseball i mean I think he played for the Indians for a while, played for the Orioles. I think he maybe played for the Reds for a little bit. I uh, played for the Dodgers. I mean, he's a guy that can just, again, right field, I mean, right field position. He just knew what he was doing. He knew how to play the game. Again, another guy that my dad, a huge Oriole fan. So my dad, you know, I had to know who Frank Robinson was. I needed to know how he played and again i know i say this a lot i know i say i've met a lot of guys but that's just a little tip of the cap to my dad again another guy that i've met off the field after his baseball uh playing days it just another guy that loved the game but also loved fans i mean it can't yeah great pick (laughs) (laughs) yeah credit credit to you frank robinson's a great pick i feel like people forget about his greatness maybe because he's on different teams but um no, I mean he was he's high on the statistical list for a reason. Fantastic player, fantastic pick. Highly under and I love the underrated fantastic pick too. Yeah. All right. Are we going starting pitcher or do you want to go? Do it. Go in. I know who yours is. <laughs> All right. That's why you wanted to do it now. So I wouldn't No, no, him. no. I mean you may you may pick him. I I I'm I got I, I got a lot in the holster if you needed it, but we might be here a while, folks. This is a this is a big one for old boy. This, all right. So this is again after third base. This was my second pick. He again is my top five all-time baseball favorites. He is I, I'm at a loss for words because I love this guy. So I don't know why I like it. Well, no, I know why I like it, but <laughs> Because I'll tell you why. Yeah, we're going to have to talk about it. (laughs) That's right. My starting pitcher for the Polar Bears baseball team is Bob Gibson. Oh, what? Yeah, you had no idea. I mean, I love the pick. I thought you were going Nolan Ryan. Who did you think I was going to say? Nolan Ryan. He – I thought you were talking about Nolan Ryan all the time. No, no, no. It's completely flipped my brain. Yeah, I know. So, (laughs) don't worry. Nolan Ryan is – he is he's 1A. He's my 1A. And the reason why I picked Bob Gibson is because he, as a baseball player and at that position, was such a competitor. And I'm getting goosebumps talking about him because I would have loved to have seen this guy play. I've watched so much old videos of him pitching. I mean, he was a guy that if he was on the mound and you were on the other team, you were afraid to step into the batter's box because he was just someone that took control of the game. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. It's I, I can't I love it. <laughs> he, I mean, the guy, so guys were afraid of how fast he threw, how close he threw to your head. 
I mean, they changed the rules of baseball because of how Bob Gibson played. The Bob Gibson rule. They actually lowered the mound five inches to allow for a lower strike zone because his strike zone was so close to guys' heads that he would – I mean, he could have killed someone. <laughs> and it, it's funny because as when he was older, he did a bunch of interviews, and this interview really stuck to me, and th- this is how much he, just of a strong competitor he was, is a lot of guys said he looked really mad when he pitched because he would wince, but that's actually because he couldn't see for home plate. So he was – in his later years of pitching, he actually couldn't see home plate. And he's still and, – and, and it's funny because his statistics were really good in his first eight and nine seasons and actually started to taper off. And that's actually when his eyesight really started to go. But, I mean, wow. dude, I – It's a great story. Yeah. I mean, Bob Gibson, number one, Cardinal. Again, another Cardinal, which is just – crazy that i'm picking all these cardinal guys easy on the cardinal i know i know i know <laughs> don't worry i understand but again starting pitcher i i can't i could probably talk for another 20 minutes but yeah that was bob gibson's my big guy yeah look i mean you thought tony Gwynn was hard to follow up i mean jesus christ now what, now what do i do especially, <laughs> with, my, especially with my pick wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even close to that level oh man um but i'm not gonna stick by it I mean, phenomenal pick. He's an all-time great. Um, I like – you got a few all-time greats on your team. I got a few all-time greats on mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, this guy isn't the same caliber as that, but I think you'll like it. Um, so I kind of went Ken Griffey Jr.-esque with this pick. Okay. Because dominant. That's what I like out of a pitcher. When you can give a guy a ball and you pretty much expect to win that game. Yeah. Um. This guy was the epitome of that in his in the peak of his career. Big ass dude, lefty, oh. curly, curly hair. Great. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. He was one of the first people I think I watched that I, I was like, well, like he he's different than everybody else. Like he throws it harder, throws it on the black, and he just he's looks unhittable. Um so it was, I mean, talk about a fun guy to watch pitch. That guy was just working a clinic out there nine times out of ten. Yeah. Um, what is perfect game with the Diamondbacks, incredible performance. Um, you know, on the Mariners team, they actually had Ken Griffey and him on the same team, which is – and I think A-Rod too. So it's like, how do you not keep that group together? Different, different tale for a different day. Of course. But he was a presence that, you know, he was – it's just – a unique figure in sports that you can be such a dominant looking vessel and then be that good on top of it and be that consistently good on top oh, of yeah. it. Oh yeah. So he was great for years. Um I don't think he's the greatest guy ever, but <laughs> that's at least what I've heard. But as as in terms of a pitcher, I mean just a blast watching that guy work the corners and dare hitters to hit him. Especially his fastball. Dude, great pick. Absolutely. I mean, just the way that Randy Johnson pitched to me, because I I'm, I love pitchers. It's actually my favorite position. Watching his mechanics is how how if I'm in the batter's box, how the hell do I hit that guy? Like he throws sidearm. 
He also has exceptional control. He's got, he can, he can kill a bird. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy, and, I was gonna mention that. and he is, and he is a nasty guy. I, personally, I think, you know, I think it's part of his edge. Yeah, I think if you put him and Bob Gibson in a room and they're pitching, nine times out of ten, they're gonna turn. It's gonna, they're gonna start fighting at the end of it. Just for how, I mean, yeah. great pick, great pick, Peanut, great pick. Appreciate it, appreciate it. I and I, I feel like. He doesn't quite have the speed of Aroldis Chapman, but he was like the Aroldis Chapman of like the 90s. Yeah. But as a starting pitcher. So, yeah. I mean, the guy's throwing 90, 98 used to be like 101. You know, like it used to yeah. carry the same oh, gravity. Yeah, I agree with that. So, incredible career. And, uh, you know, he when he was on the Dynamax, he was an absolute nightmare for Padres to face. So. Uh, okay, are we going? I guess I'll go DH because I just want to talk about it. <laughs> all right i love this pick i don't know how this brain works but sometimes it hits when it needs to yeah dh i went all-time all-time great folk legend who else would you want at dh than babe ruth no it's a, <laughs> who else would you want the guys pointing to the fence in the 1900s going yeah i'm hitting it deep do something about it That's and it hits a deep. great pick babe ruth Another just gamer, man. I mean, those guys were different beasts back then. Of like going out and then you play the next day and just whole different lifestyle, of course. But um, just another folk legend type character where larger than life could hit the ball mile. Um, talk about a guy you'd love to watch play. I mean, holy cow. Babe Ruth at the plate and the mound, by the way. He was a pitcher, too. Um <laughs> The 1900s virtue of Shohei Otani was Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, if if when you die, you can go back and like, hey, can I watch like the 1908 Yankees game? They're like, yeah, okay, go ahead. I would absolutely love to watch, just see like what it's like because I agree. the legend of him as a baseball player is just so, you know, you got the movie Sandlot on, you know, about him basically, ghost of him. Um, but he's just one of those baseball legends that just seems like that he didn't even exist. He's just like the story that's been passed down for generations, but legends never die. Legends never die. And Babe Ruth is my DH and I'm batting him fourth. So he doesn't get pissed off at me because he seems like a guy that's going to grab my neck. If I bat him six, (laughs) that is a great pick. Again, I hate to say it. I, he was on my list, but out of respect, he's oh, like okay. Jackie. He's he's like Jackie Robinson. For me, it's just his impact on the game. I mean, you do not know baseball without knowing Babe Ruth. I mean, right. it, it it just leave it at that. I mean, <laughs> leave it baseball without <laughs> Babe Ruth. Um, my first baseman. I actually got really worried that you were gonna pick mine. Like as you were talking about it, I'm like oh my god, he's gonna pick my first baseman. Um, but my, uh, excuse me, DH, not first. Right. My <laughs> DH, it, well, that's why I'm getting confused because he was a first baseman, is Frank Thomas. He wow. is the big hurt. Is, wow. Wow. Is my <laughs> guy. And the reason I like Frank Thomas is one, 
I love the story of him actually making the decision to play baseball as his career. So he got a full ride to Clemson. And while he was at Clemson playing football as a tight end, he was playing football and baseball. And after his first freshman year of football and baseball, he went to the head coach of the Clemson Tigers and said, Hey, I think I can make my career in life as a first baseman. And he is the only person in all of Clemson's history to be on a football scholarship and not play football. So they kept him on scholarship and look at him. He's a hall of famer. He was a first round ballot. He, I mean, (laughs) 301 batting average all time, 521 home runs. He played for, from 1990 to 2008. He has over 2,400 hits. I mean, the guy's got 1,700 RBIs. He is I – can, I can go on this list as long as you want. Yes, he was – I think he was a little underrated at a DH spot because of him just playing first bases. I mean, he's following Babe Ruth on a selection. But uh, he's a great guy. He – He was a great player. He's someone that I knew at a young age from my dad. And just my biggest thing was him. The big thing thing for me was I made, he made his decision to play baseball and it got him to the hall of fame. And it's just, he's a great guy. Again, another guy I've met, I actually went to his hall of fame induction and I'm just, he, he's my DH. I wouldn't want anybody else there to be honest. I love the pick. It's, he's in the same bracket as Ken Griffey Jr. for me growing up. Yeah. Um, talk about a physical specimen. Talk about a guy that if you're a pitcher, you're like, if I throw this curveball wrong, he's going to hit it to the moon. Yeah. Like, Frank Thomas, the big hurt, was a force. So, I mean, that's a, a nice little modern-day twist on the DH position. And if you're putting Frank Thomas here at DH, probably going to have a good day. Because okay. that lineup is nasty. Oh, yeah. All right. Closing her out with the closer. Oh, you're, it's, a, it's your pick, I believe. No, it's yours. No, it's yours. Oh, Go it on. is mine? Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. I got excited. Well. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, there's only, like, two guys, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, mine were – I literally wrote down – I wrote three names down. And I'm going to go with – again, you got Tony – I got it, Trevor Hoffman. Got to take my boy Trevor. I mean, come on. San Diego Padres, again, he he is on the Mount Olympus for closers. And that was some dogs barking. Uh, Mount Olympus for closing. And this guy just, he knew, I mean, look, I don't have any other closers in my mind. I got one guy, Trevor Hoffman. I wrote other names down, but Trevor is was for you and I as again young Padre fans in San Diego. It's why I wore the jersey. He was the guy that again we had to know, and we knew his impact on baseball, but also we knew how much his impact had on our teams. Yes, our teams were, you know. <laughs> But minus 98, we were five years old. Exactly. But he was and is on that same tier as Tony Gwynn. And he is. Oh, yeah. 
he is just somebody that if I want closing my game out, I would take him again. I got other guys on my list, but he is definitely like, who do you need to close? I got just throw Trevor in. I mean, you got hell's bells coming in. I'll, I'll get goosebumps. That's what I was going to say. And, and, <laughs> oh, it's, there's nothing even close to that entrance that'll ever exist in baseball again. Man. Like if you weren't, especially Qualcomm too it just had it was the perfect set I was but literally when you hear the first bell and then everyone is just stands up going nuts oh yeah in a game in like April I mean that it's hard to explain if you weren't if you were there you know exactly what I'm talking about and I don't have to say a word but if I if you weren't there you're like oh doesn't every pitcher have a entrance song no it was not even close to the same level of it was insane. People are going insane for this guy pitching, and he just rose to the occasion to that moment. It was never – the moment was too big. It was like, this is me, this is my song, and they have no chance. And he made the circle change changeup, like, famous. The most gnarly changeup in the game. Every kid I knew playing baseball growing up would try to throw it. Um, Trevor Hoffman is an absolute legend. That's the only name I wrote down because I want <laughs> Really? Out of, talk about out of respect. Out of I, respect. I, out of respect. <laughs> so, obviously a phenomenal pick. And now it's to me. And now I'm flummoxed because my guy's gone. And I don't want to pick Mariano Rivera. I don't. So, I won't. <laughs> um, oh, I love Mo. Uh, let me see. I got a couple names I can throw at you. I mean, I can throw you one, but. No, don't throw me in. No, 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 no. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you think on this. Don't worry. I had one, and then I just got too wrapped up in the Trevor Hoffman that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Oh yes, okay. So it's not. I'm not going the way with it that you think. This is a guy that's still currently playing. Oh okay. But revolutionized the position to where. This is like the norm now. Like you have to throw this hard to be, uh, you know, closer, reliever. Like a lot of these guys have to throw this hard now because that's where baseball is going. But the first guy to do it, Roldis Chapman. And it's not going to be a popular pick. But again, I'm a Cubs fan. We traded for Roldis Chapman. And we don't win that World Series without Roldis Chapman. So that impact alone – like, the Cubs were down 3-1, to one, basically pitched Chapman until he couldn't pitch anymore, and he willed us to that Game 7 position. Yeah, yeah he gave up the two-run homer in the uh, Game 7, but I feel like that was just a play of destiny, and he kind of ran out of gas. But the guy revolutionized the position, helped the Cubs out of the 108-year drought, and he's a guy that when he came out, you're like, I didn't think 100. 203 miles an hour is possible yeah. and now we see it all the time but he was the first guy like seven years ago or eight years ago that'll get that done i don't know if he's gonna go down in a lore of all-time greats but he's a name that i'll always remember distinctly and a name that will always be like if we didn't make that trade to get him then we don't win that so that's that's what i went with there i think that's a great pick and you know you were talking about you know, we don't, I don't, I think you may have said like, we don't know where his accolades will bring him in a sense of like baseball lore, if you will. But 
I think at that position, you will always remember Chapman's speed. I mean, the guy is consistently throwing at 100 miles an hour, which is just, uh, it's mind boggling. I mean, that guy, I mean, look, you know, I think you may have said it like 98 to Randy Johnson back then was 100 miles an hour, 102 now. With Chapman, him throwing at 100 miles an hour, guys in the majors are not prepped for that. They're prepped from, you know, mid to high 80s to high 90s. That Those two miles an hour is massive astronomical and his impact at that position again he may not have the stats what have you but his impact at that position and specifically to the cubs during that season for the world series is is noticeable and remarkable and i I, hey it's a great pick i know we both had trevor but to have chapman on there i mean come on that's a good pick (laughs) all right I, I think we close it out and then we'll do uh we'll do Saban next week. Okay. Cause I think, I think this is, this draft is phenomenal content by on its own. Oh yeah. I love it. Sweet. All right. Polar bear. The draft is complete of uh, all time greats in baseball. A lot of fun. Um, how, do, how do you feel about your team? How do you feel about the draft alone? I honestly, I love it. I'm really happy we were able to do this. I think my team, you know, you you stole a couple of mine. I stole a couple <laughs> of yours, which, you know what? I love Wouldn't that. Wouldn't have done either way. And, and, and exactly. I think we both, I think we both picked great guys. I think, you know, if we were, if we were playing a game together, this would be in, this would be a game that everybody would want to watch. And I, I'm, I'm happy with it. I 100%. love that. hundred percent, man. Um, I mean, there's, there's so many phenomenal names. I can't wait to listen to it back and hear the all-time lineup that we have. It's going to go 162 and up. <laughs> Love that. But, um, hey, you know, we, we're going to do stuff like this from time to time. In the meantime, NBA playoffs is going on. Check our Instagram out at underscore sports banter. We got all the most recent updates and dunks and everything that you need there. And, not just uh, NBA though, you know, UFC, baseball, whatever you need, we got it on there. That's right. Um, also the blog, check that out. Sportsbantercity.blogspot.com. This will be on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe. <laughs> Get in there, baby. Just kind of caught. Just kind of caught eye contact from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, polar bear, anything? Uh, end with the good people of sports banter just uh you know like you said i'm I'm glad we got to kind of add this in a little bit different of what we do you know but when we keep getting these little items like this i think this is awesome continue to interact with our page as you know underscore sports banter our blog sports city um you know just get all our blog city excuse me uh for sports banter but yeah get in there we love it we got it i love it But for season two, episode 15, Sports Banter.